You're listening to BG Mania for March 7th, 2018. On with the show. Welcome to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found on Level Down Games every Wednesday. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. Yay, verily, my fine subjects. Ah, I see what you did there. See what you did there. Huzzah! Huzzah indeed. But before we get into the excellent music we have lined up for your listening pleasure today, we want to let you know the following is brought to you by Technisport Gaming Chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office, studio, or gaming space? I know you are, but I'm not. I bought one, dude. Check out our check out our Max Level podcast on YouTube. Check out Game Oracles. You can see the chair in action. I am going to do a review video on this chair too. I think this chair is so good. It's so comfy. I, I freaking love this chair. It was it was much needed, dude. I, I had an old office chair that was six years old. So I know what I had is so better than the steel chair you said on but still <laughs> uh, Technisports is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming related chairs in fact scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series the most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with a lazy boy however gamers claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years and some streamers insist that they have always existed right here in cyberspace go to technisportusa.com and use the offer code LDG stands for level down games offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. If you're interested in helping us out here at Level Down Games, all of our affiliate links can also be found in the YouTube description box in all of our videos, and in the descriptions for our podcasts on podcast services. We've got Technisport Gaming Chairs, Amazon, Origin PC, and Razer. Thanks in advance for all of the support. Last but not least, if you don't currently subscribe to our YouTube channel or other podcasts, we've got a lot of great content you may be interested in. Simply search Level Down Games on any podcast app of your choice to see a list of our shows, including Max Level, BG Mania, 
glow and revisiting the classics we also have a youtube channel that sees at least one new video uploaded to it daily and again that can be found by searching for level down games on youtube we'd love to see you around more often in our community and we'd also love to hear from you too if you want to contact the show feel free to send an email to bgmania at leveldowngames.com we're always looking for additional requests for upcoming episodes including radio hour and our themed weeks you can also send us general questions or thoughts related to video games or gaming music or even personal questions related to myself or frank all requests will eventually make it into the show and any good questions will also make it into the show. So uh, if you couldn't tell by the opening there, and if you couldn't tell by what uh, Frank did there at the beginning, we are exploring the medieval times this week. We're going to be exploring the medieval ages, the dark ages, as some call it. Some, you know, that period. Knights, castles, King Arthur, Camelot, Excalibur. Stuff like that, dude. We're going to be exploring stuff like that. Not every game that we're going to play today, obviously, is set in the Middle Ages, but, you know, we, we tried to pick a lot of these tracks that had a Middle Ages type of a, or Renaissance type of a feel to them. Verily, verily. Verily, verily, indeed. Merrily, merrily, we march along. Uh, the opening track there was my first choice for this week, and it's from a game that we actually just put up a review for in our Max Level podcast this past week, and a game that I'm still playing through, and that's Kingdom Come Deliverance. This game obviously just released on February 13th for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. It was a Kickstarter game, and it has some issues, but the music is great. The game is still good. We gave it a 70 out of 100. Uh, it was composed by Jan Volta and Adam Sporka. I was not able to really find anything else that these two actually did. Um, so I think this may be their first game uh, for, for Jan Volta from obviously from the Czech Republic, which is where Warhorse Studios is at. Uh, so everything that I was able to find is actually in that language. So I can't even I can't even read it. Um, so I mean, even like all entire websites and stuff are in that. So he actually may have other stuff out there. But uh, again, this is not something that I actually um, that I actually know. And then Adam Sporka, um, I, I see him on, you know, on on SoundCloud, on Twitter. But uh, again, nothing that uh, nothing that really shows anything else that he's actually done besides Kingdom Come Deliverance. So I- I'm not too sure. Um, he he did a a mobile game, and that's the only other game he actually did. So interesting enough, like this this game is their first to work together. So it's kind of cool. Um, Kingdom Come Deliverance, though, you're going to hear that a few more times throughout the episode. I did pick a few more tracks from it because it was the inspiration behind this episode, since I know both you and I are playing it. But uh, I'll, I'll put some separation in between them. But uh, let's move on to your first pick for this episode. Well, Lord Brian. Uh, yes. Yay, 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 verily indeed. Are you going uh, to try to do that the entire episode? I can't. I can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, my first pick is going to be from Illusion of Gaia, and this is Edward's Castle. Huzzah.
and that, my lords, was Edward's castle from Illusion of Gaia. It was. Uh, Illusion of Gaia came out in the Japans in 1993, mm-hmm. and in the America, 1994, mm-hmm. uh, made by a, a company called Enix. Have you ever heard of them? I did, yeah, yeah. They're now known as Square Enix. This was before they obviously merged with Squaresoft. Uh, but the composer for this one is uh, Yasuhiro Kawasaki. Okay. Nothing really of note other than, the, uh, obviously, Illusion of Gaia and Cooking Mama. Really? Which is a fun game on the DS back in the day. I've never played any of the Cooking Mama games. Jessica likes those games, but... Uh... It was it was all right. It's very kawaii is the word I'm looking for there. Interesting, though, that the composer for Illusion of Gaia hasn't really done anything else besides the Cooking Mama series. That's actually really interesting to me. I didn't know that. I mean, there's other games in there, but they're nothing of note, nothing that would, like, jump sure. out at you. Sure. It's, only, it's only, like, four or five things they've actually worked on. Okay, interesting. Uh, had Illusion of Gaia, man, I like that game. I, that's something I played back on the Super Nintendo. I like that game. It's fun. I really like Illusion of Gaia. Justin's a big fan of that one, too. Uh, it's a game that, unfortunately, I've never played, but it's on my radar. It's on my list of things that I'm going to play. We'll probably revisit a classic on this one. Yeah, it'll definitely it'll definitely be something that we do choose to revisit as a classic game at some point in the future. Um, no, Nowhere near 2018, though. This one's going to be well out because we've got so much stuff planned for this year for revisiting the classics. But I, I literally have a list of games that I want to play, and this is on it. Of so. course. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think you'd like this one. It's fun. It's definitely fun. Okay, well, let's move in to my next pick for this episode, this medieval episode here. We're going to go to a game called King Arthur's World. The track, Sheep Shamble. And that was Sheep Shamble from King Arthur's World, a relatively unknown Super Nintendo game, but it does exist, I promise you. It released on the Super NES here in North America, September 4th, 1994. It released over in Japan on October 10th, 1993, so almost a year before that. And then the uh, European audience got to see it in 1993 as well, so we were one of the last ones to get it. Uh, We actually were the last one to get it. It was a side-scrolling strategy game developed by Argonaut Games and published by Jaleco. 
uh, you play as King Arthur. And it was an interesting game. I have since went back and checked it out, and I don't know that I would say this is a good game, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely an interesting game by all accounts. It was composed by Justin Charvona. And what's interesting, if you Google Justin Charvona, um, he pops up. He is pretty famous, dude. And I don't know if it's the same Justin Charvona or not, but Justin Charvona is a songwriter and a producer that has that works with Katy Perry. Leona Lewis, Jordan Sparks, Celine Dion, uh, the Backstreet Boys. I don't know if it's the same Justin Charvona, but I'm assuming that it is. Um, if you go to the IMDb for Justin Charvona, it does show the video game side, but it doesn't show any of the music side. So I have no idea, dude. I literally have no idea if it's the same person or not. But we're going to just stick with the Justin Charvona that I found with the video games. It'd be pretty cool if it was. Yeah, he's the composer, obviously, for King Arthur's World. He also did Vortex, The Ren and Stimpy Show, Fire Dogs, FX Fighter, Croc, Legend of the Gobos, Croc 2, uh, the original Croc, and then Bionicle Maturin Adventures. His last composition was in 2002. That was the Bionicle game. Most of the stuff he did was in the mid-90s. Um, so it, interesting, but I, I would be curious to know if it's the same Justin Charvona that works with all those actual, uh, you know, people in the actual music industry, too. But uh, there's no way to know, unfortunately, without doing some deep digging, which I'm not going to do. Um, but let's move on to your next pick. Verily, verily. Uh, well, thou hast given dilly, me a dilly. chance... Dilly dilly, that's giving me a pretty good uh, transition song. Okay. That was, that, that was pretty slow. I'm going to pick you up with something very, very Frankish. Okay. And this, this is La Boulette de Commandants from Rock of Ages.
That was that was La Boulet de Cabotants from Rock of Ages. Definitely a your typical Frank pick. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice upbeat, happy song. Uh, I feel like I feel like I felt El Francaro dancing in the other room. That's the last thing we need is for him to be. Uh, well, maybe maybe I saw maybe I felt him dancing because I could feel it all the way over here. Oh wow, that's a fat joke. Yeah, he's, a, <laughs> he's a big old boy. <laughs> Not Nash felt like me. Um, so this was composed by Patricio Manisus. Okay. Uh, who does a lot of composing and in-house work for Valve. Okay, cool. So just about every game, they got their hand in, just the, 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 the major sound department. So. Does she do Portal? Because uh, I, like yeah, I, I feel like we may have mentioned her in some of the yeah, past yeah, episodes. She, she, she's in everything. She's Okay, cool. I feel like her name may have come up in some, some previous episodes because you tend to try to... I'm surprised you didn't pick a Portal track for this episode. I couldn't find anything that was medieval, <laughs> but, but I guarantee you I tried. <laughs> so, so someone said I just got Valve in there. Right. Uh, you still worked it in somehow. That's what I do. Uh, but yeah, I, I really love this song. This whole level in Rock of Ages, Rock of Ages itself is pretty medieval-based, but uh, this whole level is just crashing through castles. and. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. And actually, Rock of Ages 2 is a game that you actually reviewed for Level Down Games. Another game. I love that game. Yeah. Uh, it's it's medieval. It's art. That's what these games are. These games are art. Yeah, they're, it's, 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 a, it's a trip through paintings and a trip through art. It's really, really cool how they do these games. It's, 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 neat. it's, 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 class, it's classical music. It's art. It's... It's a reverence at that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so great. It's, it's really it's, cool. It's, it's Monty Python squash into a game. Ab yeah, good way to put it, dude. That's a really good way to put it. That's really cool. I like that. Um, okay. Well, let's take a look at my next pick, and we're going to go back to the first game that we looked at, which is Kingdom Come Deliverance. This track is Village Atmosphere.
And that was Village Atmosphere from Kingdom Come Deliverance. Dude, I really like this track. It's very medieval, and it's just like, that's what you would expect to hear walking through a medieval town, and you have someone on the street post playing something. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what I would expect. Like walking, out, like, walking out of a tavern. Yeah, like, like I would expect to hear that just walking through. And that's why I say, I think Warhorse Studios really captured the music perfectly when it comes to Kingdom Come Deliverance, dude. I, that, that I, th- I feel like that is one of the strongest aspects that this game has going for it is just the the atmosphere that it paints and the and the feel that it evokes. That's exactly what I was gonna say. You know, n- never once did I was I taken out of the game by any noises. Like right, the, 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 right. the music itself, like made me feel like I was. It fits the world. It yeah. fits the world, which is a cool thing. It really, really fits the world. Um, and like, like that really, like if I close my eyes, I feel like I'm transported into the Middle Ages and I'm listening to a bard play these things or, you know, like that's just how I feel when I hear this track. And uh, I, I feel like this one is, is a better representation of the medieval period than the, the actual theme of Kingdom Come Deliverance that we heard coming into the show. So so this track here, dude, strong freaking track. I really like this track. Uh, we've got one more coming up from Kingdom Come Deliverance later on in the episode. Um, so we'll have to see if that one actually beats this one. But uh, for now good pick right here. I love this track. I'm very pleased with this one here. So that was a good, it was a damn good pick. Uh, for my next song, I'm choosing something from one of my favorite co-op games of all time. Okay. This is Dark Skies from Castle Crashers. was dark skies from castle crashers yeah yeah uh, i like that i like i like when it kicks in and like midway through and it's chanting uh so yeah you get, you get some nice chanting in that, that song mm-hmm. uh, you get yeah. some handbells early on yeah but the game itself castle crashers so so much fun uh some long-haired uh hippie looking guy told me to get this game once and i never turned back since i don't know who you'd be talking about dude yeah I used, I, I used to play the crap out of Castle Crashers. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and, uh, back on the Xbox days, you told me to get this, and we got it. Yeah, I, did, I used I to play was, the crap I, out of Castle Crashers. I, I think you and I played together once or twice, and that was it. Which is crazy, because I used to play this game all the time. Um, but, you know, we, we really never had a chance to hook up and actually play this game together that often, so uh, it sucks. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll have a remake one of these days. 
I don't know, man, because the, the studio that does Castle Cra uh, Behemoth, I think, is the studio that's actually right. Did you look it up? Who, who this yeah. composed by? So it is Behemoth. Um, they tend to kind of do different things. Like, they, they really never go back to the same thing more than once. Um, were you able to find a composer on this one? Yes. Uh, this was done by, I'm going to butcher his name, Selkuk Moore. Okay. Sounds, sounds, uh, dude, I don't even know what that sounds like, to be honest. Uh, it seemed Norwegian to me just for the way it was spelled and the sure. accent and stuff. Sure. Uh, did three games, okay. none of which I've heard of. Uh, he did Orion Dino Beatdown, Not which, sure. sounds like you're, which sounds like you're fighting dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, a game called Valley and a game called Planet Explorers. Valley I've heard of. Okay. Va Val go. Valley's recent, right? Valley is within the last two years. 2016. Yeah, Valley is recent. I remember seeing Valley. I uh, never played it, but I remember seeing it. Uh, that That's all he's done. Okay. Um I love Castle Crashers. I, I, it's it's so underrated. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Castle Crashers is good, man. I, I do think that's Behemoth's best game. I really do. I really, really do. Uh, okay, well, let's move in to my next pick. We're going to go to probably my favorite, and, I, and I've said this before, my favorite uh, strategy series is the Total War series. So we're going to go to Medieval 2 Total War. This track, Crusaders. And that was Crusaders from Medieval 2 Total War. As I've said many, many times, the Total War series is my all-time favorite real-time strategy game. I freaking love playing these games. I'm really looking forward to the um, the Total War one that's coming out later this year or early next year, the one that's based on the Romance of the Three Kingdoms period in, yes. uh, in China. Um, I forget what that one's actually called, but I do remember seeing a trailer for it on Game Oracles. I love these games, dude. I freaking love these games. They have good music. Crusaders, there, that track. It's really good. I like that. Um, and, and these games are just so much fun to play. I own a majority of the Total War games. I don't own them all, but I, I do own, I think Total War Rome may be my favorite one um, out of all of them. I really, really like that one, but uh, I, I've played the Medieval, I played Medieval Total War, I played Medieval 2 Total War, obviously Total War Rome. Uh, these games are great. I really freaking love these games. So this was released on November 13th, 2006, developed by Creative Assembly, as they usually always are, published by Sega. Uh, it was composed by three people, Jeff Van Dyke, Richard Vaughn and James Vincent. 
Um, I'm not sure which one is the the main composer there. I'm assuming it's probably Jeff Van Dyke, um, just because he is the one that is listed first. Notable works for him includes um, Fort's Hand of Fate 2 Submerged, a game that just came out not that long ago. Uh, Hand of Fate 1 Alien Isolation. Oh, wow. That actually has oh, a really yeah. good track behind it. Uh, not so much like epic soundtrack, but it definitely makes you feel isolated and it makes you feel as if the Xenomorph is right around the corner going to get you. So the soundtrack in Alien I- Isolation is really, really well done. He also did Assault Android Cactus. He did Total War Shogun 2, which I have not played. Uh, he did Rome Total War, which I did play. Medieval Total War, Medieval Total War 2. Um, he did Spartan Total Warrior. He did Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2004. He did the Need for Speed and Need for Speed 2 and then some older games back in the 90s like just a, a generic FIFA soccer and NHL hockey and a- AFL 99, American Football League. I didn't realize they had a video game. That's kind of cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, so so not bad, not bad, not bad. Obviously, probably most well-known for Alien Isolation and the Medieval series, or I'm sorry, the Total War series. So uh, again, I'm looking forward to the one that comes out later this year. I really think it's going to be a blast going through and playing the, um, the Feudal Japan uh, not feudal Japan, feudal China type stuff, and where you know the remnants of the Three Kingdom period. It's that that that's so good, dude. And it's called Total War Three Kingdoms. I had to check. I had to look it up when oh, you yeah. we were talking. So that's what it, <laughs> that what it was called. Um, because it, it just brings me back to like the Dynasty Warriors games, the Kessen games, the Romance of the Three Kingdoms games. I can't wait to play this. I really, really can't wait to play this. Uh, what do you have next, Forest? What do you got coming up? We're halfway through with both of our tracks. So what are you gonna what are you gonna bring us to the halfway point with? Have you ever heard of the genre called Japanese RPGs? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> this no, is from, dude. No, dude. I'm not sure what you're talking about here. Well, this was a game that came out of the land of the rising sun. Uh, this is Menuit, the night version from Dragon Quest IV. And that was Menuet from Dragon Quest IV. Uh, this was composed by Koichi Sugayama. Yes. Love who him. does the music for, ready for it? The Dragon Quest series. Yeah, all of them, dude. Every single all one of them. them. Yep. Every single one of them, including all the side games as well. Yep, Jokers and all that stuff. He, I think he even did Builders, too. So, yeah, he's done them all. He's done them all. Yeah, uh, 
little known fact, I actually do like the Dragon Quest series and I've played quite a few of them. Yeah, and this is a series we're going to revisit for the for our podcast, revisiting the classics as well. Uh, we're, we're actually planning on doing that this year. That This is another yes. franchise we're doing this year. So, oh man, it's going to be tough, but we're going to do it. I, th- I played most of them. There's, there's, there's some you couldn't play and there's some I've skipped, but... Right, 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 right. But you've played a good chunk of them. Um, maybe not all the way to completion, but you've played... No, not to completion. Yeah, Absolutely yeah, not to completion. Yeah, but, play- you, but you've played a good chunk of them. I've played most of them to completion, but I can't wait to go back and play some of these again. Specifically, yeah, it would be nice, nice Quest eight. Po- it would be nice to close uh, the chapter on some of these for myself. So yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be fun. Um, you know, we're definitely planning on doing that later this year. Obviously, Dragon Quest Eleven still coming out this summer, so uh, probably play them out of order a little bit because I'm definitely playing Dragon Quest Eleven as soon as it launches. But uh, we will definitely uh, be doing Dragon Quest One through Nine. Can't do Ten. It's online only over exactly. in Japan. <laughs> but we'll be doing One through Nine um, as soon as we can later this year. That's gonna be fun. I can't wait. That's a good track, though, dude. That's a good track. That absolutely is, but uh, you know what that track does? You know what that brings us to? I, I, I do know. I do know what that track brings us to, dude. The halfway point of the show. <laughs> uh, whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, whoa, living on a prayer. Take my hand. And everything from here. I'm not singing anymore. I'm not singing anymore. Uh, everything, everything from here on out. Heavy living hitters. Living on a prayer. Time used to work on the docks. <laughs> oh, Bon Jovi. I love Bon I know you don't like Bon Jovi, but I love Bon Jovi. Freaking love he Bon is sli- He is slippery when what? All right. Because he's a cowboy. All right. Our next track is going to be from a game I know both you and I have played. So we're going to go to a game I'm surprised you didn't pick from, and that's The Lost Vikings. We're going to go to the Sega Genesis version. This track is called Home. <laughs> Oh, 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 
And that was Home from the Sega Genesis version of The Lost Vikings. I know, uh, obviously, I know both you and I have played this game. Uh, big fan, one of uh, one of Blizzard's original games before they became Blizzard. This is when they were still Silicon and Synapse. Um, the Lost Vikings, what a fun game. I played both the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis version. Um, I never had the Genesis version. I only had the Super Nintendo version. Really? Oh, yeah. See, I, I, I owned, I, well, I owned the Super Nintendo. I rented the Genesis. But I do know that the Sega Genesis version has a way better soundtrack because of the sound chip in the Genesis. It just works true, better true. with this. It just works better with this game. I, I, I listened to the same track on both the, the SNES OST and the Genesis OST. The Genesis version blew it out of the water. So we, I had to pick that one. Um, but this was composed by Matt Furness. Uh, he he did the actual Genesis version. It had multiple composers. The uh, Amiga version was done by Alistair Brimble. The SNES version was done by, by Charles Deenan. Uh, Matt Furness did the Genesis version, and then the DOS version was done by Glenn Stafford. So each version of the game was composed by somebody different, which is kind of interesting. Cool. Uh, but no, Matt Furness, man, he's uh, he did a lot of stuff back in the early 90s. Uh, a lot of stuff that I actually haven't heard of, to be honest. Um, he did Joe and Mac, which I have heard of. He okay. did um, Hill Street Blues. I'm trying to look through his list to see stuff. He did Pit Be- Fighter. Beverly Hills Cup. <laughs> um, he did uh, Skull and Crossbones. He did The Terminator on Genesis. That's a good game. It is. He did Alien 3 on Genesis. He did, looks like he's a Genesis composer for the most part. Uh, he did Cybercop on Genesis. He did Hook on Game Gear. I'm assuming that's what that GG stands for, Game Gear. Uh, obviously, Lost Vikings on the Genesis. Um, Sega Master System, he did Marble Madness. Prince of Persia on the Master System. Marble Madness is a great uh, soundtrack. Here you go. The Simpsons, Bartman meets Radioactive Man on the Game Gear. He did that uh, one. Ah, lovely some Simpsons games. I know. Uh, WWF Steel Cage Challenge on the Master System. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula on the Genesis. I really feel like he just kind of was a guy that that people went to to kind of compose tr- stuff for the Genesis because his his uh, his resume is all over the place, dude. Like literally all over the freaking place. Uh, did the Adams Family on the Genesis? He did um, the Adventures of Mighty Max on the Genesis. Booger Man, a pick and flick adventure on Genesis. Love that game. Um, you played the Super Nintendo version, though, right? Yes. He did the Lion King soundtrack on the Genesis. So, that was a good game. That was yeah. a good one I played on Genesis. Mortal Kombat Two on the Genesis. So he, he's pretty much done a good chunk of games up through 94 on the Genesis. And then obviously the Genesis starts to go away and he kind of starts to go away too. The last thing he did was Nomad the remake on the Wonder Swan 64. You still with us? Yes, he is. I know you always have to make sure. <laughs> you never know. Yes. Um, but no, he was born in Sheffield, England. He's over there in, in the land of the Britons. But uh, good soundtrack. Good, good soundtrack. Uh, and a great game, nonetheless. A great game, nonetheless. Um, but where are you taking us next, dude? Uh, probably my favorite game in the Final Fantasy series. So far. Well, so far. You've only, uh, you've only played four of them to completion. I, I am, yes, yeah, so four, four to completion, but I am 33% of the way through the Final Fantasy catalog. Yes, getting there, getting there. Uh, and this is Castle Damsian from Final Fantasy IV.
And that was Castle Damsian from Final Fantasy IV. Great track. Love, love this game. Composed by Nobu Hinatsu, obviously. Yep. That's... Obviously. And we, we actually had to go back and check when we, because we, when we did our series episode on Final Fantasy IV and we looked at Final Fantasy IV and V, we had to make sure that we didn't do this track on that episode, and we did not, so. Because, again, we will never play the same song more than once, if we can at all help it. Yeah, uh, I did have to make a few uh, changes along the way, because... You sure did. You had one track in there that you already had played before. Well, Sorry, Solstice. Sorry, Solstice. Sorry, Solstice. Still a great song. Still, still check it out. It's awesome. <laughs> very, very medieval. Uh... But yeah, I, I, I for, for now, this is the pinnacle of RPG for me. I, okay. I, Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy itself hasn't over hasn't taken itself as my favorite JRPG series yet. Okay. But, it, but it's on its way. Sure. So, so, is so, that so still, far, does that still belong to Pokemon? Pokemon still still runs the day yeah. on this one. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could do Pokemon by eyes closed, forwards and backwards, but uh, sure, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll really get into it around six or seven. What about the tale of the lost Pokemon from Max Level this past week? If you guys haven't heard that, it's definitely worth listening to. <laughs> Go check it out. It's in our Are You Afraid of the Dark segment. It's a lot of fun. That whole segment's a lot of fun. We do two great, fun segments to close out Max Level each week with uh, Kickstart My Heart and uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark. Two great segments I love doing. Uh, definitely brings the show to a close every single week on a strong point. Um, I love this track, too. Obviously, I, and I told you going into Final Fantasy IV that Final Fantasy IV uh, ranks really high for me in terms of my personal enjoyment of the Final Fantasy games. It's right up there within the, in the top five. Um, it, it's definitely a great game. I love Final Fantasy IV. Obviously, I do like some games more than four, but four is up there in the top five for me. Uh, it has a great story, great cast of characters. Love Rydia, love Cecil, love Kane. Um, you know, these characters are so good. Um, Edward's fun. I just, I really like it, and... It has an, an awesome story and one that, you know, you get to see continue because of the interlude in the after years. One of the only Final Fantasies that really lets you see that much of its that, that much of its world and that much of its story. Um, but but you're going to really fall in love with some of these other games coming up soon, too. I, I know you will. I really know. Yeah, you will. I'm looking forward to it. Let's move into my next pick, though. This one's a fun one here from The Sims Medieval. This is Epic Theme.
And that was Epic Theme. I love the name of that. From The Sims Medieval. I'm about to blow your mind with this game, dude. So The Sims Medieval released on March 22nd, 2011 here in North America. It came out on PC, Mac, all that good stuff. You know, the, the usuals for The Sims. It's a standalone game. It's not part of, you know, it's not an expansion pack for any of The Sims games. It is a standalone game. There have been a few uh, games that released in the Sims franchise that were standalone. Um, it's set in the medieval times, obviously, called The Sims Medieval. It allows the player to build a kingdom through quest-driven gameplay. Uh, it, it's a cool little game, dude. But what's really cool about this is that it was composed by John Debney. And John Debney has only composed two video games in his lifetime. The Sims Medieval and 2007's PlayStation 3 exclusive, Lair. Uh, John Debney is mostly known as a film composer. And he is quite the film composer, let me just say. So, have you heard of a movie called Hocus Pocus? He filmed, he did that one. What? He also, he did the compositions for The Passion of the Christ, Iron Man 2, The Jungle Book, the most recent one, The Greatest Showman, which came out last year. Um, he did the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. He did The, Street, the Three Stooges. He did, um, obviously I just mentioned Iron Man 2. He did Spider-Man 3. He did... I'm just going through and picking out stuff that you would know. Uh, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Yes. Um, he did Spider-Man 2, Looney Tunes, Back in Action. He did Elf. He did um, Malibu's Most Wanted. He did The Princess Princess Diaries. Um, he Apparently. did... Huh? What'd you say? I said great movie. What'd you say? Okay, <laughs> she, 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 became, she becomes the Queen of Genovia. She does. I've seen that movie. I know. Um, he did, um, try to look here. Obviously we mentioned Hocus Pocus. Uh, let's go to some of the other ones here. Uh, Yogi Bear, Predators, Valentine's Day, Aliens in the Attic, My Best Friend's Girl, Evan Almighty. Okay, I know that one. Um, Barnyard I think we mentioned already. Dude, he's all over the place. He's done some good stuff. Sin City. He's done some good stuff. Good movie, um, Frank Miller. Christmas with the Cranks. I like that movie. Um, it was a funny movie. One of Tim Allen's, uh, one of his last good movies, I really think, was with Tim Allen. He's the king of Christmas movies. He was. Uh, obviously, he did Bruce Almighty since he did Evan Almighty. The Hot Chick. <laughs> Probably one of the best movies ever made. No way, dude. The Scorpion King. That's a good movie. The original Scorpion Haku, King. Machete. Yeah, the original Scorpion King. Uh, Inspector Gadget. Dude, he's got some good stuff. Um, I love, but the, the really what stuck out to me was Hocus Pocus because I love that movie. And I know you do too. So as soon as it's, I saw, as soon as I saw Halloween he, classic. yeah, I watch it every year, multiple times every year. As soon as I saw he did Hocus Pocus, I was sold. I mean, this is freaking awesome. I'm so in, but, uh, yeah, dude, John Debney, the Sims medieval. What a great game. Uh, I'm sure Jessica, I, I, I don't know because I, I wasn't, you know, I didn't know her then, but I'm sure she played the crap out of this game when it came <laughs> out. So, cause she's a big Sims fan, but, uh, what do you got next for us? I'm sure it's not better than that. I think, dude, I, at the end of the day, that will be the most medieval-sounding track we play today. Unless you count this next one. Okay. Uh, I like to see my, it. One of my top five PC games of all time. Okay. This is from Ultima 5. This is Britannic Lands.
the rock rock uh that was <laughs> and that was britannic lands from ultima 5 uh love the ultima series you I've do played you them. do I've played them all. And I have uh, not. I have not. That's a series that, that's another, another series that I've kind of ignored. When I first got internet, when it was first the thing, Ultima Online was my jam. Okay, cool. Played it to no end, uh, and eventually the servers went down. Of course, yeah. as, they, as they typically do at some point. I'll be devastated when the Warcraft servers go down. Hopefully they well, never do. <laughs> what'll probably happen for them, which would happen for us here at Ultima, is they the fans put up their own servers. Right. Uh, playing the game. So it wasn't exactly the same. It wasn't official, but I played it for quite a while afterwards. And eventually just I grew tired of it. Right. And I gave away all my treasures and everything else, and I'm sure there's some. I, I'm, sure, I'm hoping my dragon lives on to this day, <laughs> on some private server somewhere. Yeah, but it was. It's such such a great series. Uh, I would love a new Ultimate game. You have no idea. Um, were you able to find a composer on this one? I did. Uh, the guy who composed all the Ultimate games. Okay. His name, his name is Ken Arnold. It's really all he ever did was, What's his was name? work on Ken Arnold. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, he's, that, on all the, he's, he's on them all. You said that's all he's basically known for is the Ultimate Games, too? Like, that's pretty much Correct. all he's done? Okay. Yeah, he's he's Mr. Ultima, which is great by me. I, I like it when you when you pick a project and stick with it. Is he Mr. Ultimo Dragon? No, Ultimo Dragon was a uh, luchador uh, who was the former WCW uh, champion. Mm -hmm. It's true. Japan champion. It's true. So. It's true. It's true. But uh, all right. Well, I've got two tracks left. So I think I'm going to move to my last pick from Kingdom Come Deliverance for this episode. So again, like I said, I had three picks. I'm going to close out with something really good, though. From Kingdom Come Deliverance, this is Zivix Camp. And that was Zibix Camp from Kingdom Come Deliverance. My last pick from the game. Obviously, we already know who the composers were. So we're just going to talk about the track for a second. And uh, another very, very medieval sounding, um, very medieval sounding pick. I like it. It's a good medieval travel music. Yeah. 
I absolutely agree. Um, it's it's so good, dude. It's so freaking good. I uh, again, and it's just you know, it's just again they they were able to capture this feel of the time period, and they were very accurate with that too. Like they kept they things. were they were they were it was accurate to a fault almost, as we talked about in the review. So everything is very very accurate, which I like though. I like that about it. So it's pretty cool. It's really really cool. Um. But again, we've talked about Kingdom Come Deliverance two other times down this episode, so we're not really going to spend too much time on it. So where are you taking us next? Well, I think a nice medieval jaunty bard tune is something I can do here for you. Okay. Uh, this, this is the Tale of the Tongue done by the Bard Quartet. Uh, this is from The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Alduin's wings, they did darken the sky. His roar fury's fire. And his scales sharpened sides. Men ran and they cowered, and they fought and they died. They burned and they bled as they issued their cries. We need saviors to free us from Alduin's rage. Heroes on the field of this new war to wage. And if Alduin wins, man is gone from this world, lost in the shadow of the black wings unfurled. But then came the tongues on that terrible day. Steadfast as winter, they entered the fray, and all heard the music of Song of Skyrim, sky shattering boom. And so the tongues freed us from Alduin's rage, gave the gift of the voice, ushered in a new age. If Alduin's eternal, then eternity's done, for his story is over. And the dragons are gone. And that was Tale of the Tongue from uh, The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Uh, as I said, it was done by the Bard Quartet. This is a song that uh, any bard will sing to you. So uh, someone went ahead and actually composed uh, this, uh, these particular four bards. Like spliced it together, obviously. So. Yeah, spliced it together. So yeah, you can hear this in just about any tavern, anytime you come across any kind of uh, bard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you heard from... In this order, particular order, it's going to be Lisette, Ogmund, Karita, then Michael, and then all together. That's that's the order you heard them in. Okay. Uh, obviously, Karita's not the strongest of the four singers. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll Brian. I go. This is what I love. Like I would have loved to live in a time where people just sing tales of my adventures. Or yeah, that's why, why I like going to Renaissance fairs and they, they, they absolutely. Go ahead. Me too, dude. Me too. I love it. Absolutely love it. I, I, so you can hear these tales of of, of heroism and revelry, and mm-hmm. it, 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 it touches me right here in my heart. Like it's yeah. that, that, the fact that, that the fact that I love this game to no end. Tugs, uh, tugs on the heartstrings. Um, I'll throw a special shout out to uh, Maluka. She does a pretty good cover of this as well. But uh, this okay. is the official one from the game itself. Um, and I, I honestly, I think this, you know, not to knock her, but I think this is a better version because sure, I, I, I like it when it's true to the game. Do you have who this was actually composed by originally? I could not find the original composer on this one. This is the only one I couldn't find a composer on. Okay. 
Okay, that's fine. I uh, was just curious who, because uh, I'd, I'd actually be curious to know who was actually singing as the bards, too. Um, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? Uh, if you guys know, let us know in the comments yeah, on the... Yeah, on leveldowngames.com. Yeah, let us know. Or, or in the reviews, let us know if you know, because that would be cool to know. Uh, but I did something a little bit interesting while we were listening to that. I, I swapped a song on the fly. So I, uh, I, I had planned on doing something from Hearthstone. And that's how I was going to close this episode out. But when I was listening to Zibix Camp from Kingdom Come Deliverance, I had a I had a thought run across my mind. And I didn't pick something from one of my favorite games, if not my favorite game of all time. And there's something in the game that fits it so well that I can't believe. I, I'm surprised that this wasn't in there. What Warcraft song do you have for me, right? I can't believe I didn't think of it at the time. So, from World of Warcraft, Wrath of the Lich King, this is the Argent Tournament Joust Event. was the Argent Tournament Joust event from the Wrath of the Lich King expansion for World of Warcraft. So just a little, obviously a little bit of a background behind the expansion. Uh, Wrath of the Lich King released in North America on November 13th, 2008. Uh, obviously by Blizzard Entertainment, this was the second full expansion to World of Warcraft. Um, you know, the first one was the Burning Crusade expansion. So this is the second full expansion to the Warcraft game. And still to this day, probably most people's favorite Warcraft expansion. Uh, it definitely is my favorite and it's definitely where Warcraft peaked at over 12 million subscribers concurrently, which is insane for an MMO. Um, they've never been able to recapture those amount of numbers again. But I mean, they, they do still get above 10 million every now and then, but they've never been able to get above 12 million um, since the Wrath of the Lich King expansion. This was definitely the peak of the Warcraft popularity. Um, composed by, as always, by Russell Brower. He had help, though, on the soundtrack by Derek Duke and Glenn Stafford. But Russell Brower, as we've talked about him many times before on the show, 
because he's he's done most of the, everything that uh, Blizzard does. Russell Brower is just a genius when it comes to music. But I want to talk about the Argent Tournament itself. So the Argent Tournament was a world event that was introduced in Patch 3.1, and it's found in the northeastern section of Ice Crown, which is where the Lich King's um, raid is, the Ice Crown Citadel. Uh, it, you know, it's just northeast of Syndragosa's Fall in that Ice Crown zone. And uh, it, it is the Argent Tournament grounds. And I sent you a picture of this while you're listening to it. It's basically like a medieval setup in the northeastern corner of Ice Crown. I mean, they have jousting events there. You can do daily quests. You mean, people are riding around. And, and it's very medieval. And there's a raid there, too. I mean, the the uh, grand, the uh, Trial of the Grand Crusader is there, which is a raid. It takes place in, like, this Coliseum pit fighting style. And, you know, you're there with your team. And these, like, these enemies just keep coming in through the, um, through the door. And it's just one boss after another. It's a very short raid. That's why people were kind of upset when it was introduced because it, it wasn't long at all. But uh, it was like five or six bosses, if I remember correctly. Um, but it was still cool. It was still a lot of fun. And I, I really had a lot of fun with the Argent Tournament when it was released. And it's cool because I took a break from Warcraft when the Burning Crusade expansion was about half over. And I came back just as the Argent Tournament was happening for Wrath of the Lich King. So I got to experience the Argent Tournament. Obviously got to do Old Dwar, Got to experience the Lich King raid. Which the Lich King raid is the first raid that I actually did with an actual guild and, 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 a, and a raid team. Like a set schedule two nights a week. So that's why I really have a lot, a lot of fond memories with this expansion too um but uh it, it's really cool though because the argent tournament was introduced in the game to kind of get players ready for the lich king so um you know they they have a little uh they have a little speech every now and then that that happens there at the uh at the argent tournament grounds and uh harold bellas will eventually yell out high lord Tyrion fordring approaches the stage to address those gathered upon the tournament grounds make way to the stage area to attend him and then Tyrion will speak and he says combatants of the alliance and horde you are welcome under the banner of the argent crusade to the south lies our goal we will march to the citadel and cut out the heart of the scourge where it dwells but this is no task to be taken lightly a massive attack with every able-bodied man would end in needless slaughter every soldier lost would rise as the enemy. Azeroth would be left defenseless against the undead threat. Instead, we require a small, concentrated strike force for the attack to succeed. For that reason, we have created the Argent Tournament. Within these walls, you will be tested. Your skill in combat will be matched against the fiercest dangers Northrend has to offer and to under the watchful eyes of your leaders. Your prowess, your might, and your cunning will be under close watch. These games will determine the best Azeroth has to offer. The victors will take their rightful place in the assault upon the Citadel. We will stand together in the face of evil, and Arthas will fall. So like said, this this whole thing here kind of had a purpose, and yeah, everyone still got to go fight the Lich King. And this obviously, you you know, your character, the player character that you're playing, is supposed to be this ultimate hero in the land of Azeroth and the land of Warcraft. So you're really kind of supposed to ignore all these other people that are in the world with you, like they're not really existing. It's just you, and everyone talks about you. So, um, but dude, this this track and everything, like I said, I can't believe it never even clicked at me about the Argent Tournament because this is this is medieval. This is so what it is. Like, it's literally a jousting 100%. event. It's literally, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, these tents and this coliseum set up in the middle of a place for, for all this. It's it, it's the definition of a renaissance fair. So that's what it is. But what are you going to close the episode out with? Uh, being able to have the honors. Yes, you uh, do. I'm going to take you to uh, the Pinball Arcade. Okay. Okay. Uh, they did a wonderful... Uh, board called Medieval Madness and this is the theme to that uh, 
as you said, very, very renaissance-y in, in, yes, in, in a sense. Yes, yeah. uh, in fact, one of, the, one of the bonus games during this was actually a jousting tournament. Uh, oh, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Uh, probably the most medieval song I've picked all week. <laughs> I think it's uh, definitely de- definitely the, uh, the, the, the obviously, again, I don't think it's the most medieval track we played today. But it was the one I picked. <laughs> yeah, in terms of your, predict- your, your actual picks, this is definitely the most medieval that you went. Uh, I, I don't think anything's going to beat The Sims Medieval, so... But you wouldn't think it from the composers that this is uh, something they would have put together. Uh, okay. The composers, it was Andy Blythe and Martin Jostra. Okay. Um, and their claim to fame and what they've really done other than this is they did a lot of the Disney games. They did okay. Mickey, Ma- Mickey Mania, Toy Story, Bugs Life, um, all the, pretty much all the Pixar games uh, going forward. Okay, cool. But the only thing outside of Disney was Pimple Arcade. That's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Uh, so uh, we will be closing out with Medieval Madness. But before we do so, uh, Brian, you want to go ahead and take us out? I will. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of BG Mania. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, BG Mania is uploaded to iTunes and Google Play every Wednesday morning. Leaving us a rating and a review, if you haven't already done so on either iTunes or Google Play, helps us out tremendously in terms of search results. If you have any ideas or requests for future episodes or track submissions, remember to email us at bgmania at leveldowngames.com with those requests. If you're interested in supporting us here at Level Down Games so we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis, remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions for all of our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play, as well as the description box on all of our YouTube videos. We've got Amazon, Technisport Gaming Chairs, Origin PC, and Razer. Supporting us through any or all of those affiliate links means the absolute world to us. To stay up to date on all things Level Down Games, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find our main account over on Twitter at OriginalLDG. I'm at Brian underscore LDG. Frank is at the Frankosaurus. We're both on Instagram. I'm at Brian.LDG and Frank is at the Frankosaurus once again. We can be found on Facebook for general posts and information. And finally, over at Twitch.tv slash Level Down Games for all of our live streams, which this week they have started back up. So go check it out. Make sure you follow us on Twitch. Feel free to say hello when you drop on by. Doing all these things will ensure that you never miss an episode of Max Level, our video game podcast every Monday. Game Oracles, a video game trailer show every Tuesday. BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. Glow, a podcast dedicated to professional wrestling every Thursday. The top 10 series whenever it uploads. And Revisiting the Classics, our weekly trip back to the past to play some retro games every Saturday. Plus, you'll have access to all of our video reviews, unboxings, let's plays, reaction videos, and so much more. Of course, all this is also found on our main home internet, and hopefully yours as well, leveldowngames.com. Next week, we're going to be going back to our series episodes. We're returning to the Super Mario franchise. We're going to be taking a look at three games each. So New Super Mario Brothers, New Super Mario Brothers U, and Super Mario 3D World. Those are the games we're going to focus on next week. But taking us out of this episode once again, we have Medieval Madness from Pinball Arcade. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. Dilly dilly! Dilly dilly huzzah!